The last time my father saw the Imriyamis, he was about 16 years old. He was a Gera Chassid. He was in Poland. And he went for Shavuos to the Imriyamis before the Holocaust. And as, a, as everybody passed by, you know, they got a bracha, they got a few words. And the Imriyamis told my father, Ivdu as Hashem b'simcha. Serve Hashem b'simcha. With happiness. Halavai, halavai. Should remain a Jew, an Orthodox Jew, from Jew, if only, if only. My father was a Gerachasid his whole life. He was 16 years old, Huizen and the Zakan with the, you know, the whole Lavush. Imagine your rabbi telling you when you're 16 years old, if only you should remain a Jew. He, he couldn't understand what, what, what it means. But that was his final message, and shortly after the Holocaust came out, and um, his whole family was murdered, and he was miraculously saved. And Zalzblab and Ayid, Halavai, Halavai, should remain a Jew. Halavai, if only, if only, was, uh, was uh, Baruch Hashem Mekoyim. It, it happened. But the words that really um, carried him through all those years, which we can't fathom, can't fathom being alone, knowing your whole family was murdered, Everybody in your class was murdered. There was like one guy that he that he met who survived. His grandparents, his little brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, everybody you knew. And then coming to a new country, learning a, a new language without a penny in your pocket. I mean, it's just the whole thing is just beyond. But what was the message? Ivdu as Hashem b'simcha, serve Hashem with joy. And the message is that, you know, the way that we feel sometimes, some of us, is, okay, give me everything, and then I will serve you with joy. And a lot of times people pray, Hashem, I want to serve you with joy, so please give me all the things that I need so that I can serve you with joy, which is also a very precious, beautiful prayer. But the real test for us is that God sometimes says, I'm not going to give you everything, and I want you to serve me with joy. That's the Nisayon. That's the challenge. And it's not easy. But Hashem wants us to serve Him with joy. And the fact that we get to serve Him should make us happy. And the fact that we have what we have should make us happy. And He tests that. It's like puts people through darkness, through pain, and He still wants us to serve Him with joy. And we know from our rabbis that when a person does a mitzvah b'simcha, the schar the reward is 1,000 times, 1,000 times. I would say, okay, if, if I'm paying you $1,000 to shovel my snow and I see you do it really happily, I'll give you a tip, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, 5%, 10%. You're paying me double because I did it, did it happily? That's a lot. But 1,000 times? So if a person lives a certain amount of years and he does a certain amount of mitzvahs, we're going to get a certain amount of reward, but imagine if we can do those mitzvahs or some of them with happiness, it's a thousand times the reward for all eternity. So why aren't we just serving God with this tremendous happiness? Because of our tsaris, because of our problems. And the nesayin, the challenge is for us to be able to serve God with joy even when we're in pain. I can't do it. I'm not blaming anybody for not being able to do it. But how can we learn to do that? And we can. 
we can learn to do that, and there are some people that do that. There are some people that sing hollow, even when they're in a lot of pain and they're going through darkness. There are some people that are excited to sing hollow in darkness. We had a family here that their daughter would leave at night, 12, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning, to really dangerous places. She ended up in the emergency room several times, and she was totally out of control. And the mother would sing nishmas. She would stay up and sing nishmas in a song with joy. She was scared out of her wits. And bad things happened to that girl. Very bad things. She was going to... I, I can't even say uh, publicly what happened to her and her addictions and, 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 and the danger that she was put into physical and uh, emotional and psychiatric and spiritual. And she would sing nishmas. That's being Ahmed bin Asayin. I don't know where her, where her courage came from to be able to do that. But I did see the miracle the miracle that, that probably is one of the TP's greatest miracles, within a very short time, somehow miraculously, she flipped around completely without even going to a trauma center and without years of recovery. And within a very short time, she quit all of those things, became totally Shamatar Mitzvah and got engaged to an amazing boy and had a, a wedding, Kadas Moshev Yisrael, and I was very scared because she's so sick. And that's very scary. It's a few years later now. She has kids. She's their parents' favorite child. She does the most for them. She's stable. She's a great wife. She's a great mother. I don't know where it all went. So I, it has to be the nishmas. We have a family here that um, they usually sit right there. What they do as a couple, every little thing that happens, because a lot of times we don't appreciate the little growth Every tiny thing they sing, they, they they say and sing nishmas together as a couple, thanking Hashem, and they got much more growth. And it's amazing because when they came here, their girl was disconnected from them completely, and in a different country, and in a terrible situation, and really danger, 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 terrible relationship with one of the parents, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And now she's you know. She's home, and she's happy, and she's connected. She's in a totally different place, and it's not that long. It's a few months. So the challenge that we have is to serve Hashem with joy even when we don't have the things that make us happy. It's especially in, in, in Adar, Ivdu Hashem Simcha, especially in Adar, where we know and I have a whole speech on that, that you can't tell people to be happy. You, you could tell me a lot of things to do, but you can't tell me to be happy. We're all as happy as we are. So, And it doesn't mean fake happiness. It doesn't mean fake external happiness, and it doesn't mean drinking. So I act happy. It means an avoid of being happy. How do I do that? And you have to watch that shir. is so powerful from the Nesiva Shalom. It's an avoida. It's working on myself to be happy with my situation as it is, to stare down my pain and accept it, that it's komada of it, rahman al-latava of it, that it's really for my benefit and that God is good and this is for my growth and to really believe it. We, we say it, we know we believe it, but if I really believe it, I can be happier. A drop, a drop, it's a therapy session. And that's why Nesiva Shalom says 
that this requires preparation. You can't go directly into Yom Kippur. If the rabbis told us, surprise, tomorrow's Yom Kippur, go beg forgiveness, we wouldn't be able to do it. Because that mindset to have ultimate, really, to ask, beg forgiveness, even though every day we say, Slachlanu, Slachlanu, Ashamnu, Baganu, we ask forgiveness, but that level of Yom Kippur needs preparation. That's why we have a Sarasimei Tshuva, to prepare us for that day. That's why we have Chaydish Elo before that, to get us in the right mindset. So by the time Yom Kippur comes, we are fully as, this is as good as I'll ever be. This is as sorry as I'll ever be for my sins. And it requires preparation. You can't just tell me tomorrow is Tisha B'Av and sit on the ground and cry for the Beis HaMikdash. Even though we always cry a little bit for the Beis HaMikdash, hopefully, and we always feel galos, and we always say, We always say, But not like Tisha B'Av. It requires preparation. That's why we have Shavu Shachalboy, the week of Tisha B'Av is very intense, and the nine days, and that we have the three weeks before that, and we get more and more intense to prepare ourselves emotionally to have the best Tisha B'Av possible of the most really feeling that we're in Gullus, that we don't feel a whole year on that level. Says the Nesiva Shalom, that's why it does not say, Mishinichnas Nisan Marbim B'Matzah. It does not say Mishanichnas Tishrei Marbim Belulav. So what's Mishanichnas Adar Marbim Simcha? He says, because if I told you tomorrow was Purim, the Avoida of Purim is to be the happiest I can be with the life that God gave me. Not to drink so I forget my life, but to accept my life on the highest level possible. And he explains what the, what the Yayin is for, what the drinking is for, but it's an Avoida. He said, you can't jump into that. He says, so therefore, it requires preparation. Just like Aserasi Mechuva, you need the days before Purim also, that we should work on ourselves every single day to, to what? To become happier with the life that I have, meaning not the good stuff, means the bad stuff. Accepting the bad in my life a little bit each day until you can get to Purim, and then on that part that's left over that you can't break through, that's when you take a Lachayim and you say, Hashem, please help me accept more, and I accept it, and I know it's really for my benefit, but it hurts so much. And that the next drink, and each drink is bringing you closer to Hashem. I accept the bad in my life because I know it's really good, but it really hurts, and I accept you that you're running my life and that everything is for my benefit, and I accept you, and I accept you, and that's the dance. I accept you, I accept you, I accept you on the highest level. And that's what the Imrayamis was telling my father. I know you're going to go through hell. You're going to have to hear about the the death of your mother and your father and your grandparents and your aunts and your uncles and the way they died and the torture and the gas chambers and burning, not even to to to, to have a, a a place of Esak Faris to go to go see to go see the the burial, not to have any any memories, just a few pictures, and to have to go through that life. And he was saying to him, "Yes, you, sixteen year old boy, remember to serve Hashem with joy." Wow, I was right. And the truth is, somehow, I, I can't say I wasn't there, you know, but it, from what I remember, he always did. He was somehow able to, to be a happy Jew, even though he went through all of that. He was able to be happy. He was a happy person. He enjoyed life. He, he, he served Hashem with joy. So the whole idea of Ivdus Hashem Simcha is not... 
okay, Hashem, here's the deal. You want me to serve you with joy? Here's what I need. Here's my deficit in my budget. Here's my deficit in my relationships. Here's what I need you to do with my spouse. And here's what I need you to do with my kids and my parents and my boss. Fix all of that. You got it. It's realizing that all the problems that I have, and everyone has problems in their own ways, is given to me for my tikkun, for whatever I'm supposed to do in this world that I didn't do in the previous worlds, and that it's specifically given to me. It's not a mistake. And humbly accepting the pain and the challenges, that that's my growth, and then stepping up to the challenge, which is to accept. Sometimes the challenge is just to accept. That's what the Nesiva Shalom says. That the highest level is a person who just accepts the pain. And we still have to daven. We're allowed to daven. But we accept whatever Hashem decides. And Nesiva Shalom says in, in the Kuntras on Purim, and he brings it down in other places also, unbelievable stuff. He says that when a Jew accepts the bad that God gives him, even when he's in a lot of pain, even he's in a lot of pain, he accepts that if Hashem is giving it to me, that means this is good for me. Whether it's a challenge, whether it's a punishment, whether whatever it is, this is good for me because God only gives us good. Because if he wanted to be mean to us, he could do worse. No matter what our situation is, he could do a lot worse. So we have to believe that he's not trying to hurt us. We have to believe that everything makes sense and everything is good. Story within a story, the Ramban famously had a Talmud that was very, very sick on his deathbed and he went over to me and said, I have a few questions. I want you, after you die, to come to me in a dream and to give me the answers. The Talmud died, and a few days later he came down to the Ramban and he said, I'm sorry, but I can't give you any answers because in heaven there are no questions. The story of the Chavetz Chaim, when he was eight years old, and his Rebbe asked everybody in the class, what would you do if you were Hashem? And this little kid raises his hand, he goes, if I was God, if I was Hashem, there's this poor family, they have no food, I would give them money. The Rebbe says, beautiful. Another kid raises his hand, because my friend's mother is very, very sick. She can't even take care of the family. She's dying. I would heal her. Beautiful. Everyone in the family said what they would do to improve the world if they were God. Little Yisrael Meir was very quiet. Finally, the Rebbe hears everybody else's ideas. He says, Yisrael Meir, and what would you do if you were Hashem? Eight years old, Yisrael Meir says, nothing different. If anything could be better, Hashem would make it better. Wow. I heard that story from Rabbi Ephraim Waxman, Shlita. We all think that we could do a better job running the world. We all have the answers of how to make the world a better place. Hashem knows that also. And He's doing everything perfectly. And just accepting sometimes is ultimately stepping up to the challenge. So the Nesiva Shalom says, when we accept the bad that Hashem gives us, even when it's very painful. Mida keneged mida. How do you say that in English? Measure for measure. Hashem accepts the bad that we give Him, and He completely forgives us of all of our sins. 
You just had Yom Kippur. And like I always say, what do we all have in common? We're all Jews, and every Jew likes a good deal. And this is a really good deal. Why? Because the bad that Hashem gives us is really good. The bad that we give Hashem is really bad. But Hashem says, you'll accept the bad that I give you, even though it's really good, but it hurts you. I'll accept the bad you gave me, even though it's really bad and destructive. And you get complete kapara, or as we say, kapara, complete forgiveness. And he says it's a backdoor to tshuva. Imagine if you have to do tshuva for every sin. It's very hard to do tshuva on every sin. Complete kapara for all Averis in one shot. And especially for Averis that it says in the Svarim that it's very, very hard to do tshuva for. He says this is the way because it just wipes your slate clean. And when I read this, I was like, great deal. All I got to do is accept the difficulties and pain in my life that God gave me. And I get complete kapara, wow. And then try it. It's really super duper hard. It's really hard. That's why you get kapara, because you're trusting Hashem. You're saying, we have a relationship, and I trust that what you give me is good. So Hashem says, so I know what you're doing is also, you don't mean to hurt me. That's a relationship. And that's the reward for the relationship. So our job in in the in Chaydesh Adar is not to leave Purim the same people. It's to work on this, that I, I, I accept and embrace the pain in my life a little more every day. Mishnechnes Adar marbim besimcha. Not fake, not numbing. Numbing my pain is not avaydes Hashem. There's no avaydes in that. Forgetting about my problems and saying, eh, is nothing to do with this. It's marbim every day, a little bit more therapy, a little bit more acceptance, a little bit more acceptance. Mishinichnes Adar marbim besimcha until Purim is the ultimate day of acceptance. And that little part that you got to break through, you say, Hashem, I accept you. I accept that pain. I accept this pain. I know that it's Latava of it. I believe it's Latava of it. And that's the highest madrega. And now we could understand, I have the chills, because I just realized, that we know that the Svarim Akhtarishim say that Purim is holier than Yom Kippur. How could Purim be holier than Yom Kippur? So there's many reasons. But I just realized, because we get complete kapara through our acceptance, which is the point of Yom Kippur. But it's holier, because Yom Kippur, we do it out of yira. We do it out of fear and trepidation. And Hashem Kim, Hashem Kim, and we come to that point of, of hispatlos, and, and we're nothing, and, and we, we bow with maidim, and I'm nothing, and it's wonderful. But Purim, we do it out of simcha. Purim, we do it out of joy. And as we started off, doing a mitzvah with simcha is a thousand times the schar of doing it not simcha. And doing tshuva me'ahava changes all the averis not to be forgiven, but to be flipped over to be mitzvahs, which the Nesiva Shalom says, how could you even imagine such a thing? You do something wrong to somebody else? You do something wrong to somebody else, and then not only do they forgive you, but it's as if you bought them a gift. There's no such thing like this at all. How could it be? Only Hashem can do that. And this is all why. This is all why. Because when you do tshuva mehava, your acceptance is the relationship is so deep that I feel and I accept and I believe that whatever you're doing is good 
And that's why Hashem says the Chil Hashem that comes out of the sin gets flipped over into such a Kiddush Hashem. And that's why you get rewarded for it, for it, as the Nesiv Shalom says. That's the Avaidah of these days. And if a person goes through Purim, you could be dancing in the streets, you could be drunk, but if you don't do the Avaidah of Purim, and you leave the day after Purim the same as you were before Adar, then you didn't do any of the Avaidah, you didn't grow at all. It's a growth process. The idea is to have these two weeks to work on ourselves, so that way afterwards, it should, we should be able to be makabel the difficulties and the pain in our lives, besimcha. And we should be zaycha that ivdu as Hashem besimcha. It's an avoid rabba. It's ivdu. It's a real work. The work is to serve. Serving Hashem with simcha is a real hard thing to do. People are doing it. I see people doing it. I can't do it, but I admire those who can do it. And not with fakeness, with real coming to the deep understanding that all my tsars are given to me specifically for my growth. I'll end with the Medrash, because this really sums it up. The Medrash says that Hashem goes ahead and He takes the whole Pamal Shamala, all the angels above, and He says, look what I can do to a Jew. It brings an example. A person who goes ahead and he sells wares, which I guess housewares, he makes pots and pans, and he goes to the market. So how does he show that his pots and pans are good quality? He holds it by the handle. He takes a metal bat, and he pounds it. And he smacks it, and he hits it, and everybody sees that it's good quality. It doesn't break. The handle doesn't break off. So too, Ashrei HaGever, Asher Tiasrenu Fortunate is the person that God chastises, that God punishes. Ashrei? Fortunate? So the Svarim say yes. What Hashem does is He takes the tzaddikim, He takes Yidin, He takes Jewish, Jewish people, and He hits us. And when we don't break, and we don't lose faith, even though it's hard, even though it's painful, and we keep on, on believing, keep on believing, we keep on having a moon on Him, we keep on doing our best that we can in our situation, Hashem takes all the angels and we think the angels are impressive? He says, that's impressive. Look what I can do, and, I'm, and he's not going to doubt me. And if he doubts me, he's going to overcome it. It's a battle, but he's going to win. Look, he's davening. Look, he's putting on tefillin. Look, she's lighting Hanukkah candles. Look, she's, he, he's lighting Hanukkah candles. She's lighting Shabbos candles. Look what they're doing. Look, they made, he made a bracha. He's in so much pain, he can't even move, and he makes a bracha. Look, look. And that's something that we do that angels cannot do, and that's why... The Medrash says that Hashem loves us more than heavenly angels. Us, little puny humans with all of our dysfunction, Hashem loves us more than heavenly angels. So part of the, the work that we have to do before we're going to do a mitzvah, we realize a thousand times more. Wow. Let's work on ourselves. We're doing the work anyway to be able to have true simcha in when we serve Hashem. Look up Nesiv Shalom Chelek Bey's page Shin Memches. How do I remember it? Sameach. And he says how a Jew should be happy serving Hashem. And it's a beautiful page. I have a separate cheer on that. We're not going to get into it. But he says just the fact that a little puny ant, we're like little ants, a puny human is zaycha to serve melech malchi even if we don't understand and even if we're not in the mood. The fact that we are zaycha to do that should bring us such happiness Sahala verina lazeicha malchusay.
just the fact that we can say Yud Vavke, that we could say Hashem's name, should bring us such happiness. And he says, the more that we don't know why we do things, the more pure we're just doing it for the sake of heaven. And that is the greatest simcha. I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't know what you want from me. But you want me to do it, I'm doing it. I don't know, when I wrap my tefillin, I don't know why, but you, you want me to do this? You commanded me, you want me to do this? I'll do it. He says, that is the shayrish of the mitzvah. He says, when you learn reasons why, it's very important. But if you do it for those reasons, then you're limited to the reasons that you know. He says, everybody can learn a certain amount of reasons, and then there's more reasons that only tzaddikim know. Then there's more reasons that only the Rishayinim know. Then there's more reasons that only Reb Shimon Bar Yechai knows. And then there's more reasons that only Maisha Rabbeinu knew. So if you do it for the reasons that you know, your, your service is limited. Don't do it just for those reasons. It's good to have reasons. It's good to, to, to learn Tamayim and Hagim. It's good to know why we do things. It helps us do it, but don't do it for that, because that's very limited according to our Seichel. He says, the reason we do it, if you want me to do it. And that helped me a lot, because I have no idea why we do this with the Lulav. And I always felt a little dumb. I really did. What am I doing? I really don't know. But everyone else is doing it, so I'm going to do it also. And then when I realized that, I'm, I'm doing it on the highest level. Because I'm doing it because Hashem wants me to do this. One, one example. Imagine that you're at a concert. And who's your greatest singer? Okay, so for me, it's, of course, MBD. Imagine I'm on the front seat, and I'm enjoying the concert, and all of a sudden, he puts the mic on the side. He says, Avi, do me a favor. I need a quarter of an inch to an eighth inch um, uh, you know, connector. Please run up to the top and tell them I must get a quarter of an inch to an eighth inch thing. Another thing, a microphone. Blah, blah, blah. What would I do? I would run up. Maybe not now, but when I was a kid, oh boy. I would run all the way up. I'd bang on the door. I would, you know, of the controller on top. I'd find the guy. I'd say, listen, I need a quarter, eighth, an inch, eighth, an inch, expanding. I got to get it right away. I need the quarter, I need the quarter. The guy's going to say, okay, I have no idea what this is, right? But I know he needs it. He wants it. He asked me to do it. Wow. So I would go running down with this cable. I would blow, I would run over the, the, the usher, blow right past him, throw people out of my way. You gotta go, gotta go. I would run up here. I got the quarter of an inch to an eighth inch expansion cable thingy. And he would take it and smile and say, thanks, Avi. I would feel so good. I would feel great. So imagine Hashem is saying, I need you to shovel the snow. So I don't have to know why you want me to shovel the snow. I shovel the snow, I'm happy to do your ratzen. Hashem wants us to go like this with tefillin. Hashem wants us to make a bracha. Hashem wants us to, whatever it is, we, we should be happy that we get to serve Hashem. So make sure to listen to that shir. We should be zaychet to the bracha that Emeriamis gave my father, ivdu as Hashem b'simcha, that we should serve Hashem with happiness through all the pain and darkness that everybody goes through. That's the challenge. When we do that, that could be the reason that we have the darkness. Because Hashem wants to show off to the angels, look what I can do, and He's still going to serve me, and she's still going to serve me with happiness. It's a lot of work, so let's get to work.